Welcome back to Boy Band Break, where we encourage you to take a break from your day and join us in some boy band conversation. As always, my name's Diane. I'm Chinzia. I'm Sophia. And I'm Lydia, a.k.a. Mama Lou. And if you are watching, you can see that we have a special guest with us today. Um, if you're a new kids fan, you probably know her. And then if you're not a new kids fan, then you should look into her after today. Uh, Kara Williams is with us today. Yay! So Kara is a comedian and also an author, and she has written a book called I'm Fangirling, Snarky Stories and Boy Band Memories. And the description is, the stories included in this book oh, are my firsthand accounts of several chartered boy band cruises and the friendships and mistakes I made along the way. At times awkward, embarrassing, and hilarious, this book has something for anyone who has ever fangirled. Welcome to the show, Kara. Thank you for having me. Awesome. We're so excited that you're here. Uh, so let's just like jump right in. Um, we know that uh, you were supposed to go on the New Kids Cruise in 2020. Mm -hmm. and that did not happen. No. Damn COVID. Mm -hmm. I mean, if it had been planned for earlier in the year, even, we, I would have been fine with getting stuck on that cruise ship. Yeah. Yeah. Same. But no. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine just like, you know, there because there were 100% those like cruise ships that were like, we're not letting anyone off until whatever. It's just like the new kids and all their fans just stuck for weeks, like circling around. Making yeah. your own little country of yeah. new kids fans. Mm -hmm. So we have never been on a new kids cruise. Uh, we've all been on between one and four-ish Backstreet Boys cruises. So obviously... A lot of similarities and a lot of differences so very curious to hear like all the exciting new kids stuff and i i'm dying to go on a new kids cruise yes. and i almost went this year and then it did yeah. not happen so yeah. when cruising comes back i'm gonna be on that boat so yeah so what do you want like yeah. tell us about like cruising on a new kids cruise like like what's it like like you know uh how did you get started on it like tell us tell us dish tell us everything how many have you been on I do think you guys kind of have a leg up, though, having been on the Backstreet Boys cruise, because I think that one was kind of modeled after what the new kids were doing. Like, the back, Backstreet saw that that was happening successfully, and they wanted to give that to their fans as well. And one of the things I really like is that the fandoms overlap quite a bit. So you see a lot of the same people probably on the Backstreet cruise that you would see on the new kids cruise. Probably. Mm -hmm. Although, and I'm a um, younger New Kids fan than the majority of New Kids fans, and so mm -hmm. I probably am like straddling those two worlds. <laughs> but I think that's mm -hmm. quite a lot of the same for, as you would from the Backstreet Cruise. It's just like more women in their mid to late 40s. <laughs> <laughs> have, you, have you been on a Backstreet Boys cruise? I haven't, no. No, okay. So then I guess it's hard to know uh, the differences in terms of, unless you've like been to both from yeah. our perspective. Yeah. From our perspective, a hundred percent, we know like Backstreet Boys fans know that the cruise was modeled after the new kids cruise. Mm -hmm. yeah. And in fact, once they sent like all of their security and some of their like managers and people on the new kids cruise to like, see how it went and mm -hmm. then like come back and be like, this is what they do. They did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 What? But um, I would have to say that I, from 
just reading things online and people's experiences, the new kids are a lot more Touching. into the cruise than the Backstreet Like, I feel like the first year or two, the Backstreet Boys were a little hesitant and they weren't like, Reserved is a good word. Whereas I feel like the new kids, when you just kept hearing all these shenanigans of all like the crazy, you got like things, massages, didn't you? Yeah. I feel like the new kids let loose a lot. They're just like, okay, this is a party. Let's for four days, let's just party it up. So I was only on the most recent three new kids cruises, but I have heard from friends who have been on all of them that in the early days, it was just like that as well. Like they weren't sure what to expect. They kind of want to like limit their, you know, because they don't know how, what it's going to be like to have all of these fans have just like free access to them for four days. So you mm -hmm. kind of have to be a little cautious at first and see if anybody's going to attack you and try to rip your clothes off before you can get comfortable <laughs> and start, you know, doling out sexy massages on the Donnie Wahlberg. But uh, that is more of a stage kind of thing and not just like him walking through audiences rubbing people down. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. I feel like Lydia has built this thing in her head that like some weird sexy time. No, because he happening. did something with like, he, like I saw like a clip um, where he was like giving people chocolate covered strawberries and like giving them back rubs. I think this was before he was married. And then, you know, obviously that stopped. Well, yeah, and in my book, actually, at the end, I included a bunch of stories from other people who have been on the cruise who had like fun little interesting tidbits to share. And there's one from a New Kids fan who everybody knows as Tattoo. And she was on stage having him rub her down while she was blindfolded and didn't know that it was him who was doing it. Oh, wow. <laughs> like Ooh. a theater show where everybody is watching. So that's on YouTube and available for everyone. <laughs> wow. <laughs> What happens oh, yeah. on the cruises ends up on YouTube. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's fun. I mean, they wander as much as they can. You know, it's kind of interesting with people. But when you've got 3,000 women and five men, as you know, uh, and all of the women are singularly interested in getting near those five men, I think it probably becomes difficult for that to happen organically. But plenty of things do. And I mean, you know, the focus tends to be a lot more on like, the friends that you've made on the cruise that you then get to see the next year. And so you just kind of like have your little vacation and then new kids on the block is also there. <laughs> it's a bonus. Yeah. It's fun. I think that's usually how we try to ap approach it as well. I mean, obviously I think most people do, but you know, you always have a few, a few outliers. <laughs> well, you can try to keep yourself from having expectations all you want, but like, uh, the first year I went, I wrote about it in the book, like I fully expected that I would have some amazing interaction and I'm like, uh, my life would be changed and they would realize that they want to be best friends with me. And like, you know, <laughs> all one, one moment for them to realize that you're so fun to talk to and then they'll keep you around forever. But, you know, three years later, here we are. <laughs> yeah. No best friendships. Not yet. <laughs> Not Mrs. Wahlberg. Yeah, we tend to go in with like a very, we try to go on with very low expectations and just if stuff happens, it happens. But yeah. we've definitely seen those people who are like, I need to be serenaded on stage. I need to be this. I need to do this. And, I'm like, this and if much. they don't, then they're just miserable at the whole cruise. You're like, guy, like, enjoy your time. Meet fun people. Like, do it's a fun vacation things. too. Like, like at the end of the day, they're not like circus monkeys for your performance. Like, they're people too, right? Yeah. I mean, it's not like their vacation because I think for new kids, they're working. Yeah. yeah that's a, they're, they're making a lot of money from doing yeah. that. 
Yeah. So like I kind of stop myself from being like, ah, oh, let them relax. Yes. <laughs> Get in this picture. We're taking a selfie right now. Let's do it. <laughs> it cost me three thousand dollars. Yeah. Made my money's worth. <laughs> so did each cruise like go to a different location or like did you keep like kind of going around the same like uh like islands like every time? I know that throughout the entire 10 year period where they were doing them, it has been to a couple different locations, but I think that just kind of depends on the timing of the year that they are able to do it. So the first two years I went in uh, 2016, 2017, we went from New Orleans to Cozumel, Mexico. Mm. And then the third year I went in 2018, which was the last one, was uh, from Miami to the Bahamas. Oh, yeah. It was going to be again in 2020. I feel like they also did one from New York once, and it was like mm -hmm. the Bermuda Triangle. And I was like, I need to be on the Bermuda Triangle one mm -hmm. because we're just going to get lost there forever. Yeah. So. Wasn't there like a Coca-Cola-sponsored cruise like at the very beginning of their career, and it went like horribly wrong, and then they're like, then they're like, we want to do a cruise for the fans, and that's kind of like what inspired this, right? Mm. I don't think so. It, they... Yeah, like in the 80s or maybe very early 90s, they had a cruise and it, it was mostly, I'm sure, children, <laughs> teen girls yeah. and parents. And they weren't really told what the expectations of them were going to be. And of course, the hormones are much different for teenagers. So the crowd didn't handle themselves quite like we do now. Yeah. So they, I think yeah. they were trying to get airlifted off the cruise to escape. Oh my God. <laughs> One of them may have, and it might have been John, and maybe I'm making this up. I have no idea. Well, he's probably he's probably less John. He's probably yeah. <laughs> Anxiety, yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's why they were. Some of them had to be really talked into it to do, you know, this cruise thing this time around, and they were real nervous. But they realized, no, these are adults now. Yeah. So yeah. Most of them have children. Most of them know how to. Most of them know. How to that's the key word. Most. <laughs> Mm -hmm. um i don't know if new kids fans are kind of more global like the backstreet boys fans are very global so we have a lot of south american fans oh, yeah. on the cruises and they're very um touchy-feely and over the top i feel but i feel like that's a good word i feel like maybe just in their culture that's it mm -hmm. and it can be a little nerve-wracking for people who are not used to um not having personal space and stuff it's usually like the brazilians i think who are like how we and like they try to like touch and you're just like okay like maybe just chill a little bit how he's trying to enjoy himself but yeah it's, it's Brazilian. yeah the Brazilians yeah. have my heart they're so enthusiastic I, know. I love them so much and I always I think I dance battled a South American girl once accidentally in at like Donnie's after party and I realized about 20 seconds in that I was gonna like pop along or something and <laughs> I could not continue but she was so like into it and like her enthusiasm was so inspiring and contagious that I almost went into cardiac arrest trying to <laughs> I gotta keep up I gotta keep up this is amazing <laughs> oh my god that's awesome so how would you feel um like like obviously COVID's kind of impacted everybody right so how did it, how did it impact you like and in, in this project like how did you like uh you know cope with obviously the loss of the cruise and like stuff like that uh well I was really really butthurt about it because i had a couple of big things on the horizon for this cruise and i was like i mean every year i'm like this is gonna be the year you know like i'm gonna skyrocket to fame for no reason whatsoever and through no effort on my part yes uh so then to kind of combat the disappointment that i felt and actually because i was so sad about missing out on the reunion i was about to have with all of the, the friends i had made 
I thought, you know what, I'm going to publish a book of my blogs and I will release it on the day that we were supposed to embark on this cruise and everybody's going to think I'm a hero because it'll be like a yearbook of the past three years. And I had people submit pictures to me so that they would be in the book. And like, it was like a whole thing. I was really smug, like, oh my God, I'm saving everyone's. <laughs> I was so excited. And I anticipated maybe like 30 people would buy it, just people who I already knew who wanted to read about the memories. So I was all set. I rushed through it. I worked nonstop. I got it ready to publish and release the link to buy on the day that the cruise was supposed to embark. And then New Kids on the Block announced that they would be doing a virtual cruise beginning that day with many activities that the fans mm -hmm. were able to join in on and connect with each other. And I was very much like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> amazing, love it. But also, what about me? Yeah. <laughs> they stole your thunder. Yeah. I mean, it ended up being much better for the fandom as a whole. Like, who cares? Yeah. You know, when you can speak to Sony face to face through your computer. But the best laid plans, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Of yeah. course. So you decided to do the book after the cruise got canceled? Or was it something you had always kind of like had in your mind? Um, I always kind of wondered about maybe I'll just like for fun put it all together because you know they were just blogs to begin with and then I was like yeah maybe I'll put it together it can be like my first baby steps into putting together a book so I kind of know what it feels like and then this book happened to have a lot more interest and gained a lot of steam by word of mouth and before you know it I had to be like uh do I have to amend this so that other people know what I'm talking about? Because it's a lot of inside jokes and a lot of things, you yeah, know, sure. are mm -hmm. specific. So I did, I ended up putting a glossary of terms. Oh. People would understand some of the references that were made and the little inside jokes and a little snarky in a way. That's um, cool. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, it's something that I had certainly thought about, but never had the motivation or the time to put together until COVID. Mm. Mm -hmm. well, so there you go silver linings of COVID. yeah did you participate in all the virtual cruise stuff um no yeah. <laughs> i mean i kind of meant to but at that point i was like man every it was still early in the pandemic it's april you know so we yeah. were all really gung-ho about zoom game nights and zoom happy hours and i was kind of like zoomed out a little bit mm -hmm. what did they do exactly like uh, i only caught like parts of it but like not like, I think I, I got, like, I watched something, and it was, like, them explaining what the cruise was. I think, yeah. was it, like, a documentary or something? Yes, That's what got, is something got released or something. And then afterwards, I guess they did the virtual cruise, right? Is that what happened? Yes. Okay. It might have been that just part of the weekend. Oh, um, yeah. So they had, like, they had parties at night, I think. And they, mm -hmm. Donnie was taking virtual selfies with people. Um, and then I they think did Danny trivia night as well. Yeah, they kind of like recreate some of the like Lido deck theme night parties. Um, and they got the same, D you know, the DJ that would do the cruise would do like the would DJ the online event. And um, it was, yeah, I didn't, I feel like I'm not a good source of information because I didn't really pay attention because I was really <laughs> focused on like, I was like, ooh, all right, we got to sell this book. So I am a bad fan. <laughs> okay. Yeah. What? 
all people who don't know this should do is go back and listen to our episode about the new kids virtual cruise where i made you all <laughs> watch that documentary that's what i had to watch that have since fallen out of your brain but that's why we have an audio recording <laughs> Sorry. I'm going to listen to it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that shout out to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, it's getting meta. Anyway, any new kids fans that are just coming because Kara's on here, we are a boy band podcast that talks about all different boy bands, but we kind of focus on the late 90s, early 2000s, majorly focusing on Backstreet Boys in Sync, um, obviously New Kids, O Town some 98 degrees Jonas Brothers so that's kind of like we do kind of a mix of things to kind of so who's like your favorite like uh new kid Kara like wh what music do you listen to and stuff like that uh my favorite new kid because this is such a hard do you guys have this problem during yes. for Backstreet Boys because it's like I, like Joey McIntyre was my forever favorite since tumbling out of the womb you know but uh, <laughs> at this point because I like I know Donnie now as a person. Donnie knows me. He knows my face. He knows my name. Joey wouldn't have he wouldn't be able to pick me out of a lineup. So like I, I now have experienced Donnie as a real person, and that makes me love him dearly. Like I affectionately refer to him as Uncle Donnie. Ah, um, that's sweet. Not to escape. We have a lot of nicknames for the boys that we don't say to their faces. I experienced <laughs> Donnie through his restaurants. Yeah. So now I mean, like, so I would say Joey with Donnie, strong Donnie tendencies, and like a Donnie convert, or you know, we've got our little weird ways of talking about the favorites. No, it's true. Like, yeah, we do the same. We're the same. I mean, yeah, I was a huge. I mean, I'm 36 years old, so I was a huge Backstreet Boys fan at their inception in the 90s. To this day, I love them to death. I uh, felt guilt actual guilt when InSync came about and I started to like InSync as well. And I was like, I cannot betray my Backstreet Boys like this. <laughs> oh, that Lou Pearlman. It's all part of his coach. He's diabolical. I know. <laughs> We're really into a terrible man. But who, yeah, are no. your, who are your favorites? I'm sure you've discussed this. Nick. I think she's talking about new kids. Oh, new kids. No, 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 oh no, my no, God, no, sorry. I'm not Backstreet. Donnie Wahlberg. <laughs> Is Lydia literally only loves Donnie Wahlberg because of Wahlbergers. <laughs> She's like, no, he's cute too. The tater tots. What's going on? He's got cute buns and buns. You know? and buns, buns, yeah. and buns. Uh, but yeah, like as you're saying, like the more time you spend with people, you tend to like them more, right? Yeah. So, uh, for me, for my Backstreet faves, I would have to say that it's. Uh, obviously Nick and Howie because they come up to Canada a lot mm -hmm. and they're like, so we've met them a whole bunch of times and had good experiences with them. Canada so is like the safe zone to like test stuff out. Cause there's like, I got this new product. How is it going? And then we're like, we love it. It's okay. We're going to bring this to the States then. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, I feel like uh, it's, it's like the safe space for testing around. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but. Denmark is probably the best, right? Denmark is like, we love you. Like, you know, like, Denmark, that's Germany. where, Germany, yeah. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Denmark. Very specific. Cool. Uh, but yeah, for new kids, I would have to say that my favorites are Jonathan because he has sparkly eyes mm -hmm. and Donnie's um, personality. So, and I like yeah. him. His that's whole awesome. love and turn all and stuff. So yeah. Jonathan is a Disney prince in real life. Like, not personality because he can be kind of a, like a hilarious dick. Yes. Not to be mean, just to be like, he's just blunt. And I find it delightful. 
but his, he's aging the most beautifully of any man I've ever seen in my life. He really is. Which one? John. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Chimzy goes on about John. Like John's talking to his chickens today. John's doing this today. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, I just, I don't know. Like he's, He's an interesting character for sure. He definitely is. Yeah. Sure. Although he was snarky to you on Fate on. No, because um, uh, I had said, I said, oh man, I really want to go on a new kid's cruise. And then he actually wrote back and he's like, well, we're not getting any younger. So. John. I went to go find that tweet a little while ago and he deleted it because it was a thread of like other things. And I was like, oh, now I don't have a copy of it, but it's here in my mind. Don't you have a screenshot? I thought Sorry. you put it on Facebook. I I'm screenshot sure. a lot of things, so you can get yes. there. Yes. You gotta keep those receipts. Yes. yes girl. <laughs> my favorite thing about John is that he is so bad at dancing. Like he is so bad at dancing, but I think he gets so in his head about it that he can't even learn the choreography, quote unquote, to YMCA. Yeah. That's pretty easy to learn, though. Yeah, well, you just it. you're just spelling it, but he struggles, and it's the cutest thing I've ever seen. Because at this point in his life, he's like, "Yeah, whatever, I can do it." It is what it is. percent. <laughs> good. I we're at a show in Buffalo, a new kid show. I think it was mixtape tour. I'm pretty sure. And it was like the the boys had like gone off and then come back. Like I think it was like they were just supposed to, and we're we were pretty far back. And we're like, wait a second, why is there only four of them? Like, what's happening? Who's missing? And we're trying to figure out. Then we just see John, like, casually walking to the stage. Like, no sense of urgency. Just like, oh, I'm in here. <laughs> You'll see him. He is the one who just casually wanders around the most of anybody because people kind of know who this dude can be. Yeah. That's another good thing is if you go on all these cruises enough, you learn kind of like not to stand out in a weird way and you learn the behavior that, that they will most easily respond to mm. you can stand out as one of like the cool ones you know <laughs> <laughs> well, i don't care that you're here what oh hey i have a funny john story from a concert though because um we had i had done the meet and greet so i could get like the close seat so i got like the cheapest meet and greet that you could and then I like I get over to him in the line and I'm all excited and he's like hey hey how you doing and then it's like on his phone I was like oh good whatever and then he's just like looks up like 30 seconds like hey how's it going I was like <laughs> and then I just started laughing because I was just like how many times a day does this man say hey how's it going like and he forgot that he literally just said this to me so I'm like okay I get to stand with you and he's like so uh where are you from and I'm like I'm from Hamilton which is about an hour from Toronto and he looks at me and he goes I think I have relatives in Hamilton do I have relatives in Hamilton? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Where. And then he's like, oh. And then during the concert, I was in the back rows where he was, and I was like on his side. So I'm like, score, he's going to come. I figure he's old. So I made a very small sign. All it said was John. I got it. It's neon green. No problem. He will come to me. Everyone is looking at Joey McIntyre. Nobody gives a shit about John. So he's there. He comes out. Then he's looking at all those people. I'm like, that's fine. He has to come back eventually. Then he comes back and I'm standing there with my sign. And then he shakes the person beside me. Then he passes by and shakes the other person. I go, for fuck's sakes. And then he turns around. He's like, oh, okay. And like, grabs me in and kisses my cheek and gives me a hug and then continues on. But I was dying and literally no one saw this happen because everybody was looking at Joey McIntyre. And I was like, am I in a crazy land right now? Like, what is going on? You know what makes So the whole do I have 
family in Hamilton question that he asked you is really funny to me because the majority of New Kids fans and what he's been used to is that the, the fan would have the answer to that question. Yeah. Well, I did research by asking somebody else and he said yes. And my mom actually worked with somebody who was in a nursing home. His aunt is in a nursing home or something. I was like, okay, cool. But I was just like, I don't want to fucking know. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Right. That's why he asked me there. I'm not that kind of a fan where I'm like really up in all the business all the time. Like I, I don't have, I'm not saying I'm above it. I just don't have the time to devote to that. To like I every aspect. Yeah. What's Johnny's blood type? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did I know what? You're really be going to the bathroom right now. You're on schedule. Have you had your fiber this morning, Donnie? Like, it's like, some people know a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, back in the day when I was like a teen, I knew like mm. what oh, sure. favorite flavor of Jelly Belly was, you know? Yeah. I, I did not retain that information. All right, so circling back to your book, because we want to like, we want to like, mm, we want to like, you know, make Get your the book meat like, and potatoes of it. Yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, so like, tell us like, what's what's like, what's in it? Like, what what do you what? Um, yeah, don't don't give us away everything because we need to buy it still. But just like, give us like um like a preview, like what what's exactly in the book? Uh, okay, so has anybody seen the Rock This Boat reality show that was about the? Okay, so that was yeah. kind of what I saw before I went on the cruise. And I, so I had all these expectations because of what you see, you know, with the interactions or like what the, the guys are willing to go out of their way to make sure happens for their fans. So then I went on my first cruise and was like, oh, <laughs> like it was great. Don't get me wrong. But like, you know, nobody was French braiding my hair in bed or like spooning me down the water slide. <laughs> so, <laughs> I thought I'm going to bring my comedic sensibility and I'm going to write a like a diary of every single day on this crew, but I'm going to do it not like, oh my God, this is the best thing you'll ever see. I'm going to be real, like a realism that goes, you know, the, the sometimes lofty and ridiculous expectations that we can have. And then what really happens or what goes through my head when I accidentally step on Jordan's foot during the meet and greet or, you know, like the, the, the weird stuff that we get so in our heads about and like try to figure out how to get them to think that we're the coolest person in the world on site. And like, so I just put all of that right out in the open and I'm not, I don't embarrass easily. Um, so I write everything, <laughs> everything. But, details, well, right? You need some details. Yeah. But I, I find that it. sometimes a lot of times people sugarcoat it, right? Because exactly. they don't want to make their band look bad or whatever. Like, oh, this is the most amazing thing that ever happened. I'm like, mm, not every day is hundred percent amazing. Right. So. Well, and I think also people try to like make it seem like, well, oh, I got this and oh, I got that. And they love me and la la la. Just there is a, we've talked about it before. There is definitely a competitive aspect to being in a, in a fandom. Mm-hmm. Right? And so I hate that personally. Like, same. <laughs> like Chinsley and I after the last Backstreet Boys cruise literally got I, I like to say attacked in the bathroom by a girl who was like you're wearing the wristbands you guys were on the Backstreet Boys cruise and we were like yes we were and she was like how many selfies did you get with them and I was like whoa like yeah hello? nice to meet you are you gonna shoot me <laughs> yeah. like, you know oh wait you guys are in Canada no yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Well, we were in an American airport, but you know. All right, then. 
Yeah. <laughs> and literally, I think I was like, oh, I don't really remember because at that moment I was just so scared that she was going to like, you know, oh my God, did you talk to Nick more than me? Like, because that's not okay. You know? And she was like, oh, well, I got a selfie with Nick and I, and we were like, good for you, buddy. Like, Good for you. As I casually show my phone lock screen with the picture of, <laughs> but, uh, so before the, so was the show rock the boat kind of like did you know about the cruise ahead of time or did and then watching that kind of like solidified like i need to go on this cruise now or just because you saw more friends were going on the cruise or what like made you decide to finally go on a cruise um when i first heard about the cruise it was in boston for their album release party of the album 10 and I just kind of like on a whim was like, you know what, I'm going to go to this. I really want to go. I went by myself because I didn't have any real life friends who would like do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's when I first learned about the cruise because then the girls that I met there were talking about it. And I was like, at that point, I was kind of in my mid twenties and I was still in the mindset of going on vacation equals finding strange dudes to hook up with, um, which I've only recently stopped doing uh, <laughs> <laughs> to go to eat good food and to get strange dude nice so, that is fine. Sausage enjoy your sausage. life man <laughs> yeah, my priorities were weird turns out it was low self-esteem and the constant validation uh now I, I was much more amenable to going on a cruise with like three thousand women and then five dudes i would never get anywhere near once I started knowing more people in the fandom and kind of having fun with them and realizing that not everybody was like a crazed super fan. We all are, I think, in our own way, but some of us are super fans without being like weird and bullying about it. Yeah. Gatekeeping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the gate- yeah, the gatekeeping. That's so weird. I know. Mm-hmm. But uh, then I became fascinated with like the social hierarchy of the fandom. Mm. It's always, this is going to sound really bad, but it's always my goal no matter what entity I become involved in to get to the top of that social ladder. (laughs) Not actively, not maliciously. It's just that I like being liked and I'm an entertainer. So it kind of like, you know, all comes together. So Mm -hmm. the more people I met, the more comfortable I was in the fandom, the more I learned about it, the more I was like, I need to go on this cruise. And then I saw Rock's boat and I was like, maybe I do not need to go on this cruise. <laughs> this is nuts. And there are way too many like overly dramatic situations happening that are just going to irritate me. But then I went and it wasn't like that at all. <laughs> Obviously, those were manufactured for TV moments. Yeah, for sure. mm-hmm. And I met some really great people. I, my roommate that first year, I did not know in real life. We met in the message boards on mkotv.com. She had good eyebrows. I was like, all right, I trust your judgment. Okay. Right. And that's, yeah, that was the criteria. We roomed together for the first two years. That's awesome. awesome. You can tell a lot by an eyebrow. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Don't look up in a brow Yours right are now. fantastic here, Salon by the way. <laughs> oh, thank you. I drew them myself. Well done. <laughs> I was going to say, quarantine has made all of our, our eyebrows and, and roots and everything kind of show not the cutest we've ever been but like, <laughs> I mean, this is my this is me getting dressed up for you today but we don't need to see waist down okay <laughs> <laughs> Diana, <laughs> that's a, that's a, 
Guys, I actually tried today. I'm wearing my boy band shirt dress. What? Okay, but I noticed that anytime I wear this to a, a VIP, the boy bands with Pac-Man. And I was like, yes, look at me. Pay attention to me. Always like the boy band lure. Yeah. You're like, men like video games and tits. Video game tits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Every man, like they're a 13 year old boy, and you're good to go. There you go. Exactly. Exactly. Whatever works. So, how are the photo ops and like VIPs with like new kids stuff? Like, how does that work? Because we know how Backstreet works, but like, how does it work like at, at new kid events? Are they like pretty strict? You know, the, sorry to interrupt, but the first time I ever heard about like picking who you're going to stand with ahead of time was with new kids stuff. Like, I feel like you guys had this like down to a T like, all right, we got 10 people in this picture. We got the two Donnie chicks. Who's going to be the two Danny and stuff like that. Do you find that? So you like set the standard for the rest of the boy band fandoms. Yeah. I learned about that uh, just prior to my uh, first cruise. And I thought it was very strange because it just seemed like way too overly planned and then like chaotic to you get yeah very nervous if you haven't secured your group like eight months ahead of time and uh but then I learned that that's because the first couple of times they tried it people would end up not being able they were just counting and then you couldn't really pick who you stand next to because security is just counting 10 people anyway to get in the picture so then you just are where you where you are Mm. so I think it was just somebody like well why don't we just pre-plan it and then we'll arrange ourselves in, in line in a way that ends up being exactly what we want Mm. Now I don't care that much about that. I think I, I did probably for the first one, but once you get your picture, you know, I guess I don't need one for every year that I'm like super in, into. So now I'm just like I'll stand where anybody needs me to stand to fill out their photo. You know? Yeah, honestly, it's brilliant because like I'm. If you've listened to this podcast before, you know I'm very Type A, and so I'm like obsessed with organization and planning and whatever. And I found. Uh, when I went for my first VIP picture on a cruise with a group of people and it wasn't planned out, the picture became lopsided. Like there's just a whole group of us on one side near Howie and then like half the boys are alone on the other side of the picture and it was really awkward. <laughs> yeah, and it makes me feel bad for the ones who, like John, John I don't think cares at all, but Danny, yeah. It's always Danny and jo- my sister's mooning me off screen. Hi. Where was I? Oh, Danny Wood. Bear butts and Danny Wood. Mm-hmm. He, I, has to, I have to imagine that it hurts his feelings to, oh, to yeah. be. It's, yeah. it's difficult to fill your Danny and John spots in these groups. People barter. They promise free drinks. They promise any number of things if somebody will come fill the Danny or John spot in their group. Oh, that would have been We feel like super bad for how I feel super bad for Howie a lot. So I'll generally take him. Uh, but when we were in Vegas, uh, we actually like picked him up. So he was laying across our picture. So we were like, look, Howie, you're like the center of our meeting. Um, yeah, so we do a lot of, um, we don't, we get bored very easily with meet and greet pictures, like just the standard ones. So we like yeah. to be more creative. So we used to do a lot of signs, um, but then security started taking that away and taking away props and stuff. So like, do you guys, do you, do you find that you plan like fun poses or do you ever do like 
Um, the only real context that I've had for one of those big like cattle call photo ops is the cruise. Um, and it's usually in the morning, you got to get in line and everybody is like hung over and sick or maybe uh, just me, but like, yeah. So I don't, we, we plan outfits. Like I don't, I just let whoever's in the group in charge, tell me what to wear and then I will do it. Um, but I, and some people do funny stuff, but it's such a quick, like, yeah. we just kind of want to get it over with to get to the rest of the fun that I don't know. I don't see a lot of it in the cruise ones, but I could be wrong. But in personal meet and greet, like I do, I used to do a lot of meet and greets in the real world. And I always want to do something weird. Like one time I asked Aaron Carter if I could hold him on my hip like a toddler. <laughs> did he let you? No, he got mad. Oh, yeah. Aaron. Of course he did. Yeah, no. He said, no, because I'm a grown man. And I was like, oh, are you sure? Maybe. <laughs> oh, sorry. I have and a big hair. barking in my ear and called it good. Oh. And then I, with Nick Carter, I got I got accidentally too drunk waiting in line for his solo tour a couple of years ago. Oh yeah. yeah. And I thought I was gonna be like, look at this picture of me with Aaron. Let's do something like that. But I didn't get any of those words out, and so the <laughs> ending picture is just me standing in front of Nick, going, oh, no! <laughs> behind me, going. <laughs> yeah, I think that's in my book as a picture, but I'm not that's amazing. But that's I can later. Oh my goodness. Check that so out. So you've always been it like you were a new kids fan first and then you sort of like liked Black Boys, liked NSYNC, and but were like consistently a new kids fan all the time or like Yeah, I think because I was so young when I became a new kids fan, like I'm not exaggerating when I say out of the womb, because my older cousin got me really into it when I was like three years old. Oh. And I was it was like a mythical, you know boy band but I didn't really understand what celebrities were and we would watch my sister and me and my cousins would watch their um, 1988 Hangin' Tough concert special on VHS every single time we were together or we were being babysat by, by my older cousin so by the time I was you know a preteen when Backstreet came out I kind of have had apologized new kids into being more like Disney Prince status where it's like they're not real people I will never have access to them this is something that exists on this one VHS tape that I hold dear to my heart and it's something that I will always love as an early fan but I I was definitely more of a fan of Backstreet and NSYNC because I was you know 12 13 14 years old and it was happening in real time and I was able to like engage with new albums that were coming out and listen to it on the radio and like talk to my peers about it who shared that fandom and that was I think definitely more significant to me but then new kids came back and I was like holy moly this is going to be an incredible opportunity to get back together with my cousins and my sister and we can all go have the fun nostalgic experience remember our childhood and then it just kind of stuck with me <laughs> mm-hmm fandom was so fun and they were so accessible and it was just such a nostalgic like you know that it really just stuck and I was able to like kind of rise pretty quickly up that social ladder (laughs) yeah that's good Mm -hmm. did you take your sister and cousin with you on a cruise ever or has it just been you um I hadn't because they were neither of them were in a position to spend that much money on a four-day cruise (laughs) which I'm frankly surprised that any of us are ever but uh 
we go for the Leonardo DiCaprio deck, like the cheapest, cheapest room we can find. Oh, yeah. and like and interior, gym. I don't care where we are. Like the one year Sophia and I were in this like shady ass room that like could barely open the door without hitting the yeah. bed. Like it was so, it was like a closet that they put a bed in there. Like, it doesn't matter because you don't spend any time in there anyway. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I'm not, like, I do not spend money on this fandom. I, I don't have any money ever. So, like, Same. I've never done, like, a meet and greet at a concert. I've never upgraded. I've never gotten, but I sit front row, and I have gone backstage and stuff just because of the relationships that I've made along the way and the way things kind of work out. Or maybe I'll write about this situation if I can go do it. And so I kind of had to, like, hustle and scam my way into it. So definitely you think like your profession, your job as a, as a comedian has sort of helped in the new kids fandom and like vice versa, being a new kids fan has sort of helped your career or? 100%. Yeah, it goes both ways. I mean, I've been a comedian for about five, six years now, but I've always been like a comedic writer to a certain extent. And uh, once I could start to merge those two worlds, you know, like it is very niche, but the, the new kids fandom, I don't know how it is about the existing uh, Bachelor fandom, but the new kids fandom is like amazing at lifting anybody who's doing anything in the fandom gets lifted up like crazy. Like, hey, look at our sister. She's doing some stuff, you know, like, and it's just such a lovely. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. And then some haters, of course, like people will retweet and like stop making stupid people famous if Donnie retweets a parody video I made or something you know like like all there's right haters in every fandom though for sure for sure I just have to say that I absolutely loved the boys in the band parody that you did it was so funny and like so true I was dying yeah yeah that was a good one I went home and furiously wrote and recorded that the day that they released that song. <laughs> oh my gosh awesome yeah, and I'm not a good singer, so I have to really apologize for when I, <laughs> I did it. I feel like it, it always fun. makes it better. Sure. <laughs> it adds to it. Like, all right. <laughs> yeah, I made a Backstreet Boys parody. You did? Oh, I yeah. Maybe a month or so ago. Oh. I didn't change the song lyrics, but I did um, my, like, construction paper looks for each of them. So, like, I sure I did Nick Carter. The, the curtains just two pieces of cardboard, like yellow <laughs> cardboard, <laughs> and like AJ with facial hair that looks like he's in the Hunger Games. And then, <laughs> uh, oh yeah. my god! Mocking each of their um, singing styles in a particular song. It's on my TikTok, but I thought it was very funny, and I feel like not a lot of people did. <laughs> so I don't know. We gotta but, look that up. Yeah, we're going to find it and we're going to post it for all our listeners because I feel like we find that weird stuff funny. So. Yeah. We'll ask you again at the end, but where's somewhere, like, where can people follow you and, like, what's the best way of seeing all of your comedy stuff? and All your content. Oh, yeah. Um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I'm a attention whore, so everywhere that's available to post, I will post. Is it all <laughs> on Instagram? Yeah, it, um, anything that's not Facebook is going to be at Kara J, so J-A-I-R-A-J-A-Y-E. That's like TikTok, and I'm on this new app called Rizzle, which I think is just TikTok for old people. <laughs> Rizzle, R-I-Z-Z-L-E. Oh, interesting. I'm still getting used to it. 
but we're, we're not great at social media. Uh, but we try. <laughs> I, just pandemic, you know? I know. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Like I still want attention and applause, people. So I have to like <laughs> make my reach as far as I can make it since I don't have a live audience. Yeah, yeah sure. that's true. Really, really hard. So do you have any um, unspoken rules in the fandom? Like, do you feel like there's certain things that people should just know or coming into fandom, something like that? Like, Yeah. Um, well, I think just like the same unspoken rules that society has, you know, like don't be a dick, um, wait your turn. Uh, I think there's a big rule. Like if you already, if you just got your selfie, get out of the way. Oh my God. Yes. That is a big one. Yes. Um, we have a whole thing about Lido campers. Day long so that they can have their good spot by the stage. Oh my um, god, I saw pictures of that on the. They started bringing two years ago. Yeah, but like you know, that's just if that's how you want to spend your vacation that you paid a lot of money for, just sitting on a hot Lido deck all day so that you can be close to the stage. I guess do you? And then you're gonna get pushed anyways by the time. They yeah, come. and then people just get mad, and you're like sunstroke and tired and stuff. Also, mm -hmm. don't pee on the Lido deck. Um, <laughs> I believe that that's something that has to be said. But yeah, I, I heard that. Wow. I feel like I remember reading back in the day. I don't know if it was like one of the first cruises or not, but some girl didn't want to leave the Lido deck and changed her tampon like in front of yes. everyone. I heard that too. Yeah, I can't. I can't verify that, um, but I have heard that same story. Oh, go to the bathroom, lady. Go to the bathroom. Have a friend. She's gonna lose spot. her spot. Like I don't know. Does so she know her friends though? Like everybody will just polite and treated it like it's almost five ago. You could just go to the bathroom and then come back to your spot because that would be spot. Yeah. But the people behind you aren't going to be nice either, and they're not going to let you back because they're seeing it as their opportunity to get their body in that space. Yeah. It's just such a you know. Like you said, the competition is so fierce that people will just do anything to get near that person. On the last yeah. voice cruise, Howie picked me to come up on stage to participate, but nobody would let me through, and I couldn't get through anywhere. And then they just, and I was just like, "Why are you guys such like dicks? Like, let me through where I need to go." And everyone's like, "I'm like, he literally pointed to me. He said, you right there with that sign.' Like, they're just like, whatever. Man, 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 man. And I was just like." I ended up getting like a selfie with him after he was leaving, but still, like that's not the point. I could have been playing a game on stage, yeah. being dicks and won't let me get there. Like, what the hell? Like, yeah, I hate that. That's like the main. That's been my main goal of every cruise is get on the main stage on Lido. Haven't done it yet, but still hoping. <laughs> People, like everybody, could have a much more pleasant experience if everybody just was kind of like, "Oh, it's her moment. Let's help lift her up to it." You know, like. Yeah, I try to do all the time. Like anytime, be like, "Hey, have you had a picture?" And then I try to throw people in, or like take oh. your camera and like, "Okay, let's go, let's." But you know, like some people are just—I don't know if they're just caught up in the moment or they're just rude and don't want anyone else to have a chance, right? So, oh, yeah, it's hard to tell. People are raised weird. I know. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I just need everybody to like me at all times, so I try to be a nice person to facilitate that. Right. Exactly. Doesn't cost anything to be nice. Not at all. And then I did have a nice moment. So um, when I met the, before I met the boys for the first time, the Backstreet Boys, sorry, I went to Much Music and I was on the front page of the Toronto Star. So 
like this big newspaper. So I, my mom got it plaqued. And then the first time I met the boys, four of them signed it, but Kevin was on hiatus. So then, so that was 10 years after my picture was in the paper. So then the last cruise was 10 years after I got the other four to sign it. So I brought it on the cruise being like, okay, hopefully I'll be able to get Kevin to sign this, but I don't know if I will. And then at one of the deck parties, I had like a sign, I had the thing and like the girls helped me get the sign to him for him to sign and so, so there are some nice people that, you know, help out. So just, just be a nice person and help mm -hmm. each other out. Mm -hmm. I think the majority of people probably in golf fandoms are like that and are willing to, you know, really help out anybody to make sure that they at least, you know, have a picture of their special moment or really got to enjoy it. And that's what I, like, I've had much more positive experience in yeah. the fandom than I have. <laughs> like, I, I mean, the whole first part of my book is like, oh, love letter to the fandom and how it has you know gotten me through some tough times and blah 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 mm -hmm. so i i don't want to sit here and like bash any any fandom really because people i think people are in a fandom because it's a sense of community with a common interest and you find it when you need it and yeah, exactly for, for sure you know any dude who like makes fun of us for being in these boy band fandoms as adults but still has like toys you know wrapped up in original packaging because of their like star wars fandom or whatever i'm like yours isn't better than mine we're both dorks let's all get along right <laughs> that's right hundreds of dollars to go to like a hockey game or right. something or whatever i'm like how is this any different than what we're spending our money on exactly, exactly. you're not getting anywhere on the ice you're not going to meet this guy at least we're hanging out with you <laughs> and that's a big thing that uh donnie actually talked about quite a bit he feels very passionately about the fact that the world society needs to give teen girls in general more credit because mm -hmm. no matter what teen girls like or participate in it is seen as stupid and frivolous still to this day yeah. nobody if a lot of teen girls like it it must be dumb but like if a lot of teen boys like something then it must be awesome right like have mm -hmm. you ever met a teen boy they can't make good decisions Exactly. <laughs> like, I think exactly. of like the PS community, right? Like they're all like younger than we are, but they do amazing things. Like they've like they raised a million dollars in one day. In one day to for... donate to was it Black Lives Matter? Yeah, Black Lives Matter. Yeah, Black yeah. Uh, BTS. Uh, oh, their like, army their fandom crazy. is amazing, and they can accomplish so much. And like, yeah, it's still like you know, like it's still you know, belittled because like, yeah. oh, they're just like, they're just like a boy band. Uh, but it's like, these people are like literally like literally changing the world names. and doing things. And it's just, yeah. yeah. And, um, the BTS fandom was, I'm pretty sure, really instrumental in making sure that one of the last rallies was largely empty because yeah. they booked a lot of mm -hmm. and didn't go. Yes, yeah, I heard yes, that. that's true. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I think like BTS is like the only boy band who's ever speaking spoken at um, at the United Nations too, right? Like it's just like it's it. There's some power in us, you know what I mean? Because we're all like channeled together for a single cause. So, yeah, don't miss mm -hmm. Rolling Stones magazine or whatever. Oh yeah, we read a yeah. we've read a couple of articles written by dudes. They're just like they just don't get it. Completely dismissive of. Oh yeah. But we were actually talking about just that, like what Donnie was saying, like where people were. And it was, they were talking about how BTS is kind of saying the same thing as Donnie. Like, why are we dismissing teen girls or women in general and like what their likes are and what their needs are? And, you know, because there's there's obviously power in that, right? 
then they were saying to go even further because they're like women is one thing but then you have like marginalized communities like trans or or gay or lesbian or whatever like all of those people who are seeing it like not only like oh if you're a girl and you like a boy band fine you fit a mold but if you're a guy and you like a boy band then that's like even worse you know and like what's wrong with that and let's accept those people as gay yeah yeah which is only an insult because being gay as a, as a boy is associated with being feminine and being feminine is bad. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It all comes back to what girls like is stupid. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. I just love Diane talks about it on talk shows and like, he really tries to get the message out there. Like, listen, the fact that we're all still working, Backstreet Boys is still working, there's, everybody's still making money, the industry is booming, that alone should prove to you that it is not, I mean, like, that's a legitimate thing to like like it doesn't mean it's stupid just because women like it mm-hmm. uh, uncle donnie what a treasure <laughs> didn't he during the mixtape tour about how like the women in the crowd are like lawyers and doctors and teachers and all that stuff like we're we're professional women who are making society function and yet yeah people treat us like oh you're stupid mm-hmm. because you like mm-hmm. or you like Backstreet boys or whatever Yep. You know? Oh yeah, you're stupid until they find out that like I speak to Donnie, and then it's like, do you think you could uh, tell him something about like what I've been doing? What are you talking about? <laughs> exactly. So true. Hundred percent. Yeah. Um. So how did you get into stand up comedy? Like, how did you make that uh, transition? Like, and, and with like the you know fandom like helping you and stuff like that. I just I, I want to know how that how that happened. Well, my jokey answer to that is always, um, I got funny as soon as I got ugly. Ah! Um, which is beautiful. Those eyebrows are on point, girl. It's just like a dumb, like I didn't have to start paying attention to my personality until I was, you know, almost at the end of my twenties, and I realized this is not getting better, you know. So I, I think I just kind of started to like open up my point of view and met a lot of people, and I started going to this open mic night locally here in Michigan and uh it was like a poetry open mic night but I got really into the like performative aspect of it all and I got brave and read one of my blogs one day that was like a comedic blog and I didn't realize I was a comedian I wasn't writing to be funny on purpose that's just how my how I speak yeah and somebody said oh you should try stand up and I was like no that's so scary but then I just did eventually like I started reading things and I would eventually just kind of start to chat with the crowd and then eventually I started telling jokes instead of just hoping that what I said was funny I started writing intentional jokes and um none of that came into play with any of the new kids at all until I already started to get a little well known because of my blog so nobody knew that I was a stand-up comedian um those two worlds don't really converge that often it's just that if I something now more eyeballs see it because I have more and I don't want to say fans because I feel like you can't say fans if you're not like famous yeah. people who enjoy people the content that I put out yeah or so people viewing it now and sharing it because of the fandom and the people who have come to know me through the fandom and those blogs and Donnie shares stuff and then more people see it and then that's all and I was um I, people keep wanting me to do stand up on the cruise. Yeah, um, oh, that would be fun. 
which would be fun, but it's just some people saying it to me and like, I don't necessarily know how to make that happen in real life. So yeah, that could be a thing, but I don't know. I guess right into the cruise ship director. Like that's not who runs the cruise ship. Director. <laughs> Rose Tours. Rose Tours is that who does it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. You'd be like, yeah, when this is back on, I'm really funny, and that you pay me fifty bucks. Pay me. I don't know. Don't pay me at all. Pina coladas all night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would do it. There you go. So I noticed that you have. Is that a new kid's uh, tattoo on your hand? It is. Oh, very nice. Is that nice? Or do you have multiple new kids tattoos? Or? I have like Beatles lyrics and some punk bands on my, the back of my neck and like eclectic. Mm. That's good. Yeah. I heard from other people who get tattoos that as soon as you get one, it's very addicting and it just keeps like going. Would you say that's true? I would. I would say that it's addicting, but it's also prohibited by cash flow. So. <laughs> you don't have a lot of extra money you can't really get more tattoos yeah i mean i got one within the past year and a half so but other than that like it's definitely slowed down since i've been in my 30s yeah seems less important yeah but yeah, in my 20s yeah. i was a new tattoo all the time i was just getting tattooed for no reason i've done like I got, nevertheless, she persisted, uh, tattooed on my arm the day that that happened in Congress <laughs> because I thought that it was going to get me on a BuzzFeed list. Also, I really like, I love Elizabeth Warren and I believed in that, turned that meeting into, but like, really, the back I mean, of my head was like, I feel like this will get me on a BuzzFeed list. Well, you know. it was a nice attempt. Sure. <laughs> All right. Well, before we wrap up here, do you mind if we ask you just like a few, like we like to ask people who like come on our show, just like what their favorite thing. So obviously you'd say your favorite boy band is new kids. I think we've established that we kind of went through favorite member. Do you think you have a favorite song? Um, probably please don't go girl. Cause that was, you know, the Joey song from back in the day, but I don't have, I don't, this is, I don't want to say that I like listen to their music a lot still. I do, you know, I'll listen to it. I know the words to everything because God forbid you don't know the words if you're in the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not like, I'm, I, I like a lot of, I just listen to like top 40 and I don't really try hard to listen to my own music. Or the, the Hamilton soundtrack is always playing. Oh, yes. Very nice, nice. Very nice. So good. Not Hamilton, where we live. Yes, okay. different guy. The, the, we know. Yeah. I, I am aware that the musical exists. And we know. Know. Yes, we're near Guelph. Yeah. Okay. Do you know somebody? <laughs> My sister goes, yes, from the background. Uh, no, but every time, because I um, go to Buffalo quite a bit from Michigan, so then we would drive through Ontario and um, see the sign for Guelph, and we just thought that, that we're, the name is hilarious. It's, weird. it's a weird name, yeah. Guelph has turned into an inside joke among me and my friends and my ah! when, when we drive to New York, we always pass by Secaucus, New Jersey. And yes. we're looking, like, ah, Secaucus. Like, mm -hmm. So, yes. Yeah, on the way to, like, the border, there's, like, um, oh, yes. there's this road, like, okay. Cause like my like my husband he he has like a full beard and we get he gets pulled over like every time we're at the border right because you know you know profiling whatever so then like every time we get near the border there's like one street right before the border and we switch drivers and I drive and then and the road's called Sodomy Road and 
it's called Sodom Road. Oh, Sodom. Oh, but I'm she's sorry. like, oh yes. Oh. Kitty and I get off on Sodomy Road. Sodomy we're like, Road. what the fuck is happening? That's hilarious. Stupid. Sorry, say again. Isn't Justin Bieber from like year? Yeah, Cambridge. Uh, no, no, he's from Stratford. 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 Yeah. About an hour and a half, but then he, him, and his wife moved like forty-five minutes from us, so they're like, uh, Puss Lynch area. Yeah, Puss Lynch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because uh, like I used to work for like a real estate firm, and they're like, guys, it's Justin Bieber's house. Look at this, and I was like, oh my god, guys, like chill. It's like a cabin in the woods on a lake. That essentially where he lives, though. So. Yeah. Sophia lives in Toronto. And, yeah. Yes. Um, you know what I call Toronto? What? All <laughs> 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 right. <laughs> I mean, I, I always tell people that, like, wherever we go, we're, when we're, well, not, we, we mostly go to the States. We used to. Back, back when you could go. We mostly go to the States. And, like, everywhere we'd go if someone would be like oh where are you guys from and we'd be like toronto their immediate next question is oh, do you know drake and we're like, <laughs> oh, yeah. like and then we're i'm always confused if they mean like have we heard of drake or like oh. do we actually know him because like obviously we've heard of drake we know drake personally like we're like oh yeah we're his best friend everyone in yeah. toronto is like of course, for me, and they they really believe that we might be close personal friends. I think they think Canada is like one city. Oh, yes, 100%. yes. We're all just like I I remember I told this guy in Vegas once because he was drunk and like oh so like where are you from blah 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 you know and I was like oh I'm from Toronto and he was like do you know Drake and I was like yeah if you actually if you're not friends with Drake they kick you out of the city and he was like that's what I thought. <laughs> and it just became like a running joke now that if like you're not a drake fan they like throw you in jail they're just like sing the lyrics to hotline bling or else <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, had a guy I worked with and he lived in toronto and he's just like he's like like he pulled me like into like a like a room one day and he's just like i gotta tell you something and i'm like why he's like I actually don't like Drake. And I'm like, what? I'm like, you're from Toronto. You can't tell me this. And he's just like, why was like, this important? It was not. It was like, he was such a goof. I was like, um, thank you. I'm going to go back to my desk now. <laughs> I think the most exciting moment of my life in Canada was my friend and I went to Toronto for like a weekend. And I saw that um, Jake Epstein was playing Prince Charming in the uh, performance of Cinderella. And I about lost my damn mind and tried to buy tickets for the rest of the night and couldn't get in. Aww. I mean, I don't know if you guys were like Degrassi fans. Or yeah, I was. Yeah, I watched all the time. Man, everyone, everyone kind of had that experience with Degrassi, although Chinzi was making a face. Like. Uh, we, had, we had a satellite dish, so we would watch American TV so that nobody ever knew what we were like. We were talking about Nickelodeon shows and we were like, what the hell are you talking about? But yeah. Uh, but one of the guys from Degrassi lives in Hamilton and works at Cash Money. No shit. Yes. Who? Who? I can't remember the name, but it was just like. Yeah, he works at a cash lending store. So that is where he ended up. Wow, that's interesting. Cash money. Cash money. Right now, I need to know who that is. 
I will not be able to rush. Google? She likes to research, so this is up her alley. Who would have told you this information? It was, I swear to God, it was like a, a newspaper article. I bet it's Toby. Is it the infamous cash money that used to be a Burger King? That's no, like a you say Taco Bell. Bell. Sorry. Oh, that's a good one. I like that's, that. Location. Yeah, there's just, yeah. It's but this is our podcast always. Yeah. We never really we always do. topic. I feel like I'm, you know, since I'm in Michigan, I'm like Canada adjacent anyway. So. Oh, 100%. For yeah. sure. Buffalo next time, when yes. everything's open, we'll go shopping together. Okay. Yes. That'd be good. Well, I think parks in Buffalo, but it's all the same. <laughs> I believe um, it was Wheels. Wheels. Oh, from the original Degrassi. Original Degrassi. Oh, wow. Yeah, not Drake Degrassi. Oh, okay. okay. So Wheels, There's so many Degrassi. Wheels who died off in the original Degrassi. Oh. Uh, Oh, okay. That's fine. That was the 80s, the end of his career was in the 80s. That's really the best Degrassi, though, if I'm being honest. I mean, yeah. The original usually. Oh, okay. New generation Degrassi is like good. Like, it's still like, you know, has that like cheese factor, but you need to go watch original Degrassi. It is. Even as a child watching it, I knew it was bad. Like, as a kid, I was like, wow, this is bad. Like, I mean, I like that they played them as adults in the new generation. So yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit of I like that too. So awesome. You could, I could come do a whole Degrassi episode here. Right now. That's perfect. For sure. Does All right. Uh, circling back to boy bands, just for a second, though. Uh, what would you say was like, maybe you've already talked about it. What would you say is your just like favorite experience with a boy band or a boy band member or, Hey, if it's Aaron Carter, we'll accept because Lydia. Boy band it. It. <laughs> <laughs> he is boy band adjacent. Um, no, I, oh God, I don't know now. It's tough. There's so many good ones probably. Yeah, I will. Oh, okay. So. There have been like bigger moments, I think, since this, but this was my big, like, oh my God, what is happening moment. I was at a show in Detroit. Uh, some Somebody in the fandom who I had not met in person gave me her third row ticket. Oh, wow. Wow. Um, she was like, she, I mean, it came with a meet and greet, but she kept the meet and greet, which was like more than okay. Um, she had her mom with her and her mom wanted to sit kind of higher up so that she could see the show better. So she, instead of trying to sell it, just gave me her seat because she was like, I know you're going to write something good about it. And I just want, you know, I want you to be able to have this experience so that other people can know about it. So I'm sitting there, the concert's happening. Donnie comes running through the crowd like he tends to do. He sees me in the crowd because I was on the aisle. He goes, and gets so excited. And then he grabs me and starts smooching the side of my face and jumping up and down. And everybody around me is like, what the, like, are they best friends? And I didn't know him on like a first name basis or anything at that point. He just recognized my face from like a show a couple of months prior where my friend and I got an interview with him on our like little video show thing. So that was a huge, huge moment for me where Donnie Wahlberg recognized me. And, and then it also was a good moment for the fandom for me to realize how supportive the fandom is 
because so many people found me on social media to send me the pictures that they had taken. Of oh, that's sweet. Yeah, just to make sure that I had it and that somebody, you know, so it was really, that was like, that's, was awesome. that's a great moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, having been in a similar situation, not with Donnie, but with like with, for us, it, it was like, that's happened to us with Nick where he's been like, it's you. Yeah. You're just like, holy shit. Wait a second. I should be like, oh my God, it's you. Like <laughs> yeah, we, were, we were at a convention and we hadn't seen him in like six months or something. It'd been a while. And we're like, is he even going to re- recognize us? Like, I don't know, like whatever. So we turn around the corner and as soon as we're like the next one in line, he like looks at us and he's like, my Pete. And like his arms out for us to come in. We're like, Beautiful, beautiful moment. So, so great moment. Makes everything feel worth it. Yeah, definitely. Because sometimes you feel like, do, do they even know or care that we're fans or whatever? You know, and then you have all these outside people like shitting upon you and being like, they don't care. Blah 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 blah. But Why are you wasting you your see, money? Blah blah blah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. See sure how that moment. And yeah, I think, I think Backstreet and Lucas especially are really good at making sure the fans know that they're appreciated, which is really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. O-Town is really good with that too like O-Town. oh yeah oh yeah O-Town yeah. I used to I was obsessed with O-Town back in the day um I have not really followed what they've been doing oh uh, well we have a soft goal on this podcast to make O-Town happen as a thing like we want to get them back on the level of like the new kids on the because we've been to a couple of their shows like in the last few years and they're honestly super low budget but super good for what they're really entertaining yeah so fun so So much energy i want to sign on to this movement okay all right yes we got to make for some new kids way behind them as well perfect perfect let's awesome bring o-town up to the yes the townies are going to kill us because they're going to be like, wait, we have this like small town community where it was just like 50 yeah. years, and we all love no town. And now it's largely based in the LA area. Oh, I know. One is predominantly, right? Yeah. Well, three of them are there. Like Eric Trevor and, and uh, Jacob all live out there. I don't know if they all live in the same city, but it's all like California. And then I think Dan's then, in Ohio. Dan is in Ohio, we're pretty sure. I think. <laughs> yeah. Dan, Dan I think, is just Dan, like, Dan. where I'm I'm in a boy band, but also I'm going to try as much as I can in the off time to just, like, be a normal dude. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right. So thank you so much for coming on uh, the podcast with us today. Sorry, Chinzia looks like she has one more thing to say. No, but you're probably about to cover it. So I was just going to say, I was just going to ask. Okay. So I'm just, um, so the book is I'm fangirling snarky stories and boy band memories. So how can people get a copy of the book? Where should they go to buy it? Uh, right now, it is largely available on lulu.com. That's L-U-L-U.com. And if you would just type in my name or fangirling, it'll bring you right to both versions. I have the ebook version and the print version. Oh, okay. Right. Um, yeah. And or you can, you know, just contact me and I'll send you a link or I'm sure, you know. I was going to say, do you want to just like your socials one more time? Like where can people find you? Where can they reach out to you? All your handles, everything. Dish. Yeah, you can find me um, on Facebook. I'm like, very active on Facebook because I am an old person. Uh, 
So that's Kara Williams, K-A-I-R-A Williams. Uh, and then you can find me on Instagram, on Twitter, on TikTok, on YouTube, on Rizzle, like I said, you really want to get on that one. We'll check that one out. And it's all K-A-I-R-A-J-A-Y-E. It's a pretty unique spell. Awesome. All right. Thanks so much. And uh, thank you to all of you for taking a break with us. Uh, Yes, thanks for taking a break. I always end it. Thanks for taking a break with us, guys. Until next time. Thanks for listening. Everybody wave bye. Bye. bye.